and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast, funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon community. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Kova. And I'm Kakita Kaori. And we have a special guest today. We have a guest, Tyler Denning, who plays Akoda Ricci on Fortune and Strife. Hello, Tyler. Hello. Right, so this week... We are going to be looking at healing and healers in Rock Again, and injuries and healing them in Rock Again. So we're going to be looking at real-world traditional medicine from Japan and China and how you would apply that in your game. Right. This is going to be a part of a supersized episode because next episode we have got a wonderful talk about all the healing rules and Kitsu Medics which brings our, our guest here. Yeah, kids and medics are a lot of fun, so I'm, I'm really happy to be here. All right. But first, we have a little news. We have a little news. Celestial Realms is now available in Europe. Hurrah. At long last. And <laughs> it is also on DriveThruRPG as a PDF. And so we'll have a link to that if you want to go check that out. And it is finally, finally here. Uh, also, Poison River, a Daidoji Shin mystery, is now for sale. Uh, you can go back and listen to our previous episode uh, with an interview with the author Josh Reynolds. But first, we're going to talk about the history of healing in China and Japan, because there's a, a lot of interesting lore and just real-world application for medicine. So we thought we'd start there. The, the term used in traditional Japanese medicine is kampo. It was originally based off traditional Chinese medicine and was brought to Japan in the 6th century or thereabouts. Japan was generally looking out for these things. And so Chinese medicine was traditionally believed to originally taught by the far-off legendary sovereigns of China, uh, whose names I'm going to horribly butcher, I'm afraid, but Fuji, Shenog, and the Yellow Emperor. So these... Traditions go way, way, way back. Yes, and we have uh, documents that are purportedly written by the Yellow Emperor uh, as the very first uh, medical textbooks for China. Japan actively sought out foreign medical innovations throughout its history. Uh, so it actually went to China, the the Japanese government did, to look for medicine. Um it was it established a formal university uh, during the Heian, and it was considered uh, an obligatory study of courtiers in the imperial court during the Heian period. It was just the highest of court skills that you could have. Um, so, yeah, and in later periods, the practice was basically taken over by Buddhist monks uh, serving as battlefield medics. The shaved head served more like a, a symbol of the medics, like uh, the Red Cross does in modern times. So what is the history of medicine in Rokugan? Well, we've got three origin stories, uh, depending on what book you read. In Emerald Empire, medicine was developed by Agasha, a follower of Togashi, who discovered it through her studies of nature. And this was spread by the blind monk Genjiro throughout Rokugan. According to the core rulebook, medicine was developed by Asako, the first healer of Rokugan. And 
according to celestial realms, medicine was developed by Jurgen, a follower of Asako, who was so renowned for his healing that he was made a fortune, the fortune of longevity. Yeah, personally, I love the fact that there are these three origin stories, and I think, honestly, each of those origin stories should be claimed by some people to be the one true origin story, and are the other ones claimed by other people as the one true origin story, and maybe those are three different strands of medical thought which all got combined. Regardless, it's founded by the dragon or the phoenix, really. Those seem to be the really the common themes. So it tends to make that seem that it's more like the scholarly and academic realm, not necessarily a court practice as in Japan or like strictly a battlefield and community practice like European medicine. But I have to say, the fact that if it's uh, intellectual and academic doesn't mean it can't also have been a courtly skill way back in the day. Days of the Shining Prince. So it could also have been that. Yeah, there could have certainly been periods where it was like super high court skill. It just If you think about it, literacy is an academic skill but it's having really nice calligraphic handwriting is a very very important court skill so it can be both and it's just one of those things where it's also the idea of controlling life and death that's definitely something that's worth looking into especially when you're looking at something more courtly based but moving on with that uh going back more towards the real world we have a little bit of a differences between the Chinese and Japanese methodologies of medicine. Chinese medicine focuses more on the grand universal theory. The body is a balance of forces, yin and yang, hot and cold, deficiency and excessiveness, and internal and external. You make the observations, and then you apply that observation to the universal theory of balances, where you prescribe medication or action based on the principles derived from the theory. Japanese medicine goes straight from observation to prescription. You make the observations, then find out which of the prescriptions you know will best counter the set of symptoms that you've uh, discovered. Right. If we was in Rokugan, I'd probably play this as a mix of techniques from many sources. Some medical techniques, like acupuncture, really do address the balance of forces in the body, though in Rokugan, everything's got to be the five elements, so you'd probably be ending up talking about the five elements. Uh, some, like magical healing, involves the flow of key or elemental forces in the body. Um, so for those, all of that, I go to this grand universal theory of the balance of the elements we've seen discussed in, in lots of advantages, disadvantages. And, you know, it's the theme. It's the theme. However, uh, in some medical stuff like the herbology where it's addressed through a study of diet and food. Uh, in Rokugan, I'd probably go from there straight to prescription uh, without necessarily balancing you know, elemental forces all the time. Given this Japanese link to the culture and, and frankly, the, the Chinese link, I, I would overall believe that Rokugan would be pretty open to medical innovation, but not in areas involving surgery of blood because of the whole cleanliness taint and maho con connotations with that. Yeah, there's, there's certainly an uh, aspect, certainly in the dramas I've seen where it's, it's all, here, have this powder, put that in your tea and drink it. That, that comes up a lot. 
So what kind of medicine is available in Rock Again? So you get straight up magical healing from the elemental kami. So path in a piece, Jurigen's balm, and you could also consider that to be healing through Kiho. And this magical healing from channeling your key through the body of your target, or indeed yourself, to counterbalance your energies with your own using Kiho. So that would be things like cleansing spirit. And surely you could also do something a little bit more mundane, uh, such as acupuncture or pressure points and massage. For acupuncture, as a little bit of a bonus content, Fortune and Strife, we made a acupuncture ritual for our patrons to enjoy and use. It was a lot of fun coming up with it, and we kind of learned a little bit more about acupuncture than we thought we were going to. Uh, definitely check it out and, and think about it next time you're you're going around and healing. Uh, because one of the big things to note is that healing in Rokugan is more or less, uh, again, rebalancing of the energies and... Uh, you're not really taking that much damage uh, or your fatigue is more or less uh, damage. And so just relieving that pressure points is a way to do it. You also have uh, herbal medicine, which can be obviously done. There's a, there's a lot of role-playing possibilities around with herbal medicine, finding the herbs, preparing them and all that kind of stuff. There is going to be some kind of surgery every so often, apart from anything else, people occasionally get horrible wounds you need to deal with, but that is going to be quite rare and I suspect more the domain of the Shinseists than the Fortunists. But as with all things, that can vary. Who exactly are you talking about? <laughs> so how would somebody actually be have their character perform? Uh, Japanese style or, or Rokugani, if you like, uh, medicine. S to start off with, um, if you encounter somebody, you do observations to make a diagnosis. So there's a specific methodology that is used in Japan to do diagnosing. Uh, first, you do a visual examination. You'd look at their face, tongue, skin, and their behavior. You, you just watch them. And then according to the pattern of Japanese medicine, you do an auditory examination where you listen to the patient speaking, they're sighing, they're wheezing, breathing. They don't have a stethoscope, but you would listen to their breathing anyway. Uh, and a sense of smell, you know, see if they can smell anything. Um, then you would do an interview and ask about the history of the illness and then after that's done, you do an evaluation of their pulse and of their abdomen. So you'd feel their abdomen. A lot of this is like um, modern doctors. One of the things you will see in any dramas about Chinese medicine, probably Japanese too, is that they will do the pulse on the wrist and that's a you know, Counting your pulses or checking your pulses is considered a the the primary or height of uh, semi magical healing diagnosis. So there's three different positions on the wrist. You hold the wrist in three different ways. They don't do pulses from different areas of the body. They do it all on the wrist. Um, but high, medium, and low basically is is how they hold it on their wrist, and they're checking for one of like 21 kinds of ways that the pulse can feel under your touch. And that that's where you get your diagnosis from. So you can have a lot of feeling the pulses. All of this overall 
in mechanically would be in your medicine air checked diagnose. Once you have your diagnosis, it's time to cure it. And you can create these a couple of different ways. And you can process or decoct the medical, uh, like herbs called, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation as well, uh, palji in Chinese medicines. And that includes cutting, crushing, roasting, baking, stir frying, mixing with wine or other liquids, just all kinds of different methods just to try to remove toxic chemicals and strengthen the active ones within the medicine. Uh, medicine can be taken as pills or mixed in with uh, powders and put that powder into your water or your tea or even make it into a paste so you can apply it a little bit more directly. Common treatments, you got you got Geranium, malatus, licorice, ginger, cinnamon, jujube, I mean, peony, ginseng, magnolia, bark, just so many different things. I quite like the idea of fern rhizomes, which is what they use instead of seeds or spores. They're called oren or bofu, which uh, is good for removing fevers, apparently. There are less exotic things like cooling the body with wet cloths, cleaning and, and debriding injuries, you know, getting all that dirt out of it. Uh, diet and exercise, observing people and stuff like that. So these are all things that you could bring to your character's treating of someone's injuries or someone's illness. Surgery, like you said, surgery is rare, but sword wounds, mm. especially for PCs, are not rare. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do you treat them? How how What actually goes on? Um, well... In Japan, uh, me battlefield medics were called kidsui. I believe I said that right. I have no idea. Um, they were... Kinsui, I would say, from the looks of things. Okay. Uh, they were considered lower rank than court physicians because of the exposure to unclean substances. Uh, and they did surgery, um, but mostly on uh, obvious exposed external injuries or tumors and protrusions. So you had to be able to see it kind of outside the body before they'd mess with it. Surgery did have anesthetic in most cases, but if you're doing it on the battlefield, you don't have that luxury, unfortunately. With that, stitches were done only on the largest injuries. Stuff like the actual physical cuts would be used stitches on, but anything lighter than that, they probably just bandage it together. But they were actually very skilled in the art of bandaging, and they used very, very tight bandages and some resins that, that were made into a powder. And you just sprinkle that into the room to help kind of increase the clotting on it. Uh, stitches would only be used if if you couldn't keep it together. <laughs> if there's no way to keep it, keep it shut without stitches, it, it just wasn't used. But, you know... I like the idea of you sprinkle this powder on and it acts like super glue. Uh, there were local anesthetics. We think of pain relief as being very modern, but there have been all sorts of methods of pain relief since ancient time, including things made of bulrush or rosewood or things like that. So they could be applied locally. There was a thing that was called effervescent numbing powder, which I believe is one of those things that sadly has been lost over the but there was a strong or a strong medicinal wine that was a general anesthetic to put a patient to sleep. So they also knew how to clean wounds, you know, called debriding, which is a delightful term. And you may have to pour strong medicinal wine on it and bandage it to stop infection. There's some really neat stories of things like uh, a 
general on the battlefield has taken a great wound to his shoulder and the medic comes up and says, I need to clean your wound because it's infected. And the general is giving his orders and he's like, I, okay, do it. And the medic says, put your arm through this um, iron post with a ring on it. And the general says, why? Because it's going to hurt and grasp this post because it's going to hurt so much that I need to keep your arm in place. He grasps it and uh, the battlefield medic goes to work and the general's sitting there drinking tea and talking to his men while that <laughs> while he's having his his arm scraped off. It's kind of gross. I don't think I could be drinking tea at that time. I want something <laughs> a little stronger at that point. Well, we, we don't quite know what was put in the tea for them, but he's like, I'm perfectly fine. Everything's great. Oh, it's great. <laughs> effervescent numbing powder has been lost to history. We know it is a powder that you could take mixed with a little water and it would knock you out, but we have no idea what was in it. They just talk about it, so it's cool. This would all be generally uh, water and medicine. So that's a kind of general overview of uh, kind of applied medicine uh, as it worked in China and Japan, how it might work in... Rokugan, other than healing, uh, other than like the mechanics, which for all of those cool scenes of, you know, scraping the wounds of generals while he drinks tea and, you know, grinding the rare herb from the mountains seems to just roll out to be a, a water medicine roll. Um, what do you think? Is there stuff in there you want to include for your character, Tyler? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so before this, I didn't realize that the Japanese style of medicine was kind of the way I was playing it out a little bit of seeing an issue and then working to resolve that issue without really taking into effect of the different elements and energies that can be balancing a body. But I can easily see that anybody in Rokugan could see that in multiple different ways, uh, especially with the three origins of medicine that we have. So while someone goes a little more of a scientific nature on it, you could have someone going very mystical style with it and both be completely correct. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes sense. I can uh, – yeah, why, why have one origin of medicine when you can have uh, – yeah, so there, I, I like the idea that you could have the, that two, two medical people kind of disagreeing and some person say, look, clearly this person has these symptoms and we just need to treat that. And the other person, no – no, I need to see if his fire is out of balance with his water. And then the patient is going, uh, could you just bandage the sword because it's leaking? <laughs> <laughs> I really think that there's a lot of story potential in, in medicine that we kind of uh, neglect because there's no you're, – you're talking about we have no problem embracing the idea of a Shadowlands – source of you know body horror or, or regular horror or just drama as you know this this shadowlands effect goes into uh you know paws over a village and you end up with zombies and all of that stuff but you you can actually do quite a lot of drama related to disease uh, lord knows there's been plenty of drama related to a disease in yeah 2020 <laughs> 
not no. But you can have people denying there's a problem. You can have people saying, you, know, you must solve this problem in my village before you solve this problem in other villages. You, you've got the whole, um, you know, people holding themselves up in a castle to prevent, to avoid the plague, only to find that it's among them. Yes, that would, that would definitely be a, a, a classical uh, way of doing it. Well, you can also have things, I think, where it's not necessarily even just illness. It's when someone is exposed to the Shadowlands taint and they're not necessarily actually tainted right now, but yeah, it's, it's a worry. Your medic can start saying, well, I think we should all strengthen our earth. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get these flowers. I'm going to get the, these things. I'm going to mix it up and we're all going to take this and this, this is just going to help us avoid it you know it's not it's not proof it's not like we're taking jade petal tea but it's going to help and that sort of thing and even if someone has got a a spiritual problem like maybe they're being haunted maybe you know they've they've possibly possessed your medic can still say well i think i'm going to help boost your your void to help you with this problem even if it's even if the shugenja is is off in a corner preparing their exorcism the medic can still kind of help. And just go over and I prescribe three solid meditations a day. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, do some acupressure or some moxie, uh, which is the, the smoke jar thing on the back, which is uh, another thing that, we are, that, that they can do. And this is just going to help realign your energies to make you better at getting rid of possession. And even with something like that, you can have a, a separate side story of going to find a second opinion. Because, again, you have different ways of looking at medicine in Rokugan. You could have someone going to a more traditional physician and saying, you know, I'm you know, having these stomach cramps. What's going on? And they could prescribe a certain herb or medicine. But it's like, you know, I don't really believe them. Let me go over to this more spiritual style doctor and see what's what they say. And they say, oh, hey, you know, your earth is a little bit misaligned. Try these things out and see if that works. And that way it leaves it up to the character to decide what's going to happen and when, which, which way they want to go with we it. We haven't even touched on the folk medicine of the commoners, which, although it's unlikely to be based on the, you know, the ancient texts of uh, Asako or Agasha or anyone like that, that's going to be in it very often very practical, very useful, maybe even using much the same thing just in different ways. And so sometimes you may need to look out for the that old the old wise woman who lives in the hut on the outside of the village who knows how to cure that thing you've got. And with such a spiritual aspect to medicine, uh, a very classic uh, story in China and Japan is the ruler, leader, who thinks that there is a medicine that will make them immortal or extend their life hundreds of years. Yes, I want you to make an elixir that will make me immortal and isn't gunpowder. Because <laughs> that's, that's literally But, gunpowder. I mean, that's kind of the plot of Kingdom and, and uh, uh, well, just, just many. Sort of the Stranger, I think. Make make me a medicine that will make my me immortal, but doesn't create zombies. But doesn't create zombies. 
or that will cure. Okay. Well, spoilers for anyone who's seen Kingdom, who has not seen Kingdom. In Kingdom, the emperor dies while his concubine, his his newest wife, is pregnant. He has an older son. His wife wants her unborn child to be made the heir. And since the baby is not born yet, the this woman wants to make sure that the emperor, despite dying, does not die Ooh. until <laughs> until mm. you know her baby is born. So then her baby can be made the heir and cut the older son out of the out of the line of succession. Or not her older son, but the older son. And, well, let's just say zombie emperors are a thing. <laughs> and it spreads from there. Nice. So, uh, so, but that's all, all a medicine plot. I mean, it yes, it has zombies, but it has a herb that involves getting the herb originally to make the zombie and then finding the herb to fix the zombies and... You know, learning this how this plague spreads, and it's just uh, okay. New a very intense new, multi-season plot regarding zombies and medicine. New plot where like the Cooney saying, "You have to take the mask, the porcelain and the mask. You have to take the mask off." No, no, no! I've got herbs. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket candy zombies but, are often uh, quite different. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you you can have many different kinds of medical plot and for ex- that's one the the hi this needs some intense uh lots of people powered uh process to find this cure for someone to important and fight over it is there's just lots of stories you can do with this there is i'm actually going to do, do a quick shout out to one of my favorite uh, J dramas, which is just called Jin, and is a doctor from the current times who ends up falling into the past and is in Edo period, and it's all about a lot. So there's a lot of medical drama to do with that, and it's medicine in the samurai era, and it's good fun. So you can have fun with that. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I'll I'll put a link to one of the pages about it. So if you want to look at it, you can look at it. <laughs> So hopefully this has given everybody ideas uh, for their own games, new ideas for ways to play your own uh, medic or healer, whether you are a purely uh, non-Shiginja healer or a monk healer or a Shiginja healer. Uh, you can tap into all of this stuff for for those things. But I think that that maybe wraps it up for for this session of our section of our two part. So, in our next part, what we're going to do is look at the nitty and the gritty of the mechanics in Legend of the Five Rings. How are you going to be playing your medic, sat around the table with dice in your hands? That's going to take all the stuff we talked about today, and we're just going to really give some like practical ideas of how that may come about on your table. We'll have links for a lot of the research of the things we talked about today. If you want to read more about all these kinds of medical stuff in China and Japan, big shout out to Fortune and Strife podcast. Thank you for being here, Tyler, this week. Yeah, thanks for having me with you. Yeah, been great having you on. 
Uh, and uh, this is a call out to our Court Games Network overall, including the L5R LCG podcast, our live from Tokyo podcast called Tokyo of the Five Rings, Fortune and Strife, and our other actual play podcast, Crimson Gold Agonies, and our friends at D20 Radio. Our content is funded by the Community Discord Patreon, which supports our editing costs, as well as our website, where we can store and see long-term information, summaries of our podcasts, great RPG tools, and more. For our patrons, we have special bonus content like Adventure Seeds, early access to our actual play podcasts, and more. Online, you can find us at our website at courtgamespod.com. On Twitter, you can find us at twitter.com courtgamespod. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. That's it for us this week. This is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I've been Korva. And until we meet again, keep your jade handy. And I've been Tyler. Just make sure you have that medical bag handy.